Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Tom. Tonight's episode, I'll take the elevator up to abstract, please. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. And uh, we're back again for second Happy week in a row. Woo-hoo! Friday. We made it two weeks in a row again. That's yep. two times we've made it in a row. It is. Twice. Yep. So you're missing next week? No. <laughs> I made it three times in a row, by the I way. I know. Yeah, it was actually four. Oh, was it? Yeah, you're yeah, right. It was. So, so. here we are. that. <laughs> Got to give Tom a little grief. You do. Yep. It's, it's just, fun. I think it's actually in the contract. It is in the contract. Yeah. Yep. Bottom line, observe the tiebreaker. No. Yep. No tiebreaker. All right, so uh, let's get into it. What have you acquired? Not a lot, uh, which is not unusual for me, but I have actually acquired a couple of things. Oh, really? Um, Today, in fact, I picked up the final game that I needed in the Omniverse. Oh, wow. So, uh, Omniverse, rather. Omniverse. Okay. Omniverse, Omniverse, anyway. Uh, Is it a new one? Yeah, no, it's an older one. Okay. And it was just out of print for a very long time. And, in fact, I was talking to the person at the game store that I got it from, and she was very excited because her husband, who's her, co- who's her partner in the uh, game store, I had mentioned to him at one point, this is a game I need, do you have it? Because he had posted something about it. And this was back in the days when they first had the pop-up store. Okay. And I remember going in, and it was mostly, it was right before Christmas, about three years ago, I think, that they had that, or four years ago, anyway. That's been, yeah. So I, I remember going in, and I was looking for some things. That's where I bought the Catan expansion. The Christmas Catan expansion. Okay, yep, yep. Because, you know, I had Catan. Yeah, because I told you about it. I picked yeah. it up, and I'm like, hey, you what did. I got in you? Lady. And I you had suck. Catan. I'm going there now! I had Catan, so I thought, okay, I'm going to go buy it. And then I get home with it, and I go, I don't have Catan. <laughs> I have Carcassonne. That's not but, the same game. But you got the expansion. I do. I had the expansion. <laughs> so then, of course, I had to buy Catan. So anyway, I'd asked him about this game, which I because I'd gotten Oniram is the first game in the universe. Yep. A friend of mine had it at another game store that was open before them, and I'd played it. He'd showed me how to play it, and it was really fun. It's a nice solo game, but you can play a two-person variant on yep. it. I really enjoy it. Yeah, and so I liked that game. And then from Oniram, I think I went and got, uh, I want to say I got Sylveon next. I can't remember for sure. And I know I got Castilian. Those were the three games that I could get. But Nautilian had been out of print. And I had mentioned to Ben, who's the owner of the game store, hey, do you guys sell a Nautilian? And he says, no, it's been hard to find. It's out of print. But if we can get a copy of it, I'll get you one. Literally, I think four years later, I get a I get a message on Facebook. Hey, Ben's really proud. He got Nautilian for you. And so I said, well, when's it going to be available? And she said, Friday. So I went and picked it up today. So I got Nautilian. Nice. So now I have the four games of the universe. Very cool. So that's my one acquire. And then the other acquire is not really an acquire yet. Okay. But I pre-ordered Mariposa, the new Elizabeth Hargraves game, which I believe has been released. Yes. But this local store hasn't gotten it yet. They should have it next week. I will make sure that comes over here so you and Jess can play it. Yeah, I actually I think Jess will saw like it, quite a bit. it. I just about picked it up, but I just I wasn't sure. I hadn't heard anything about it. And I was like, well, it looks interesting. And then after you were talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the game I had in my hands. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's Elizabeth Hargraves. Yeah, it's, if, it's a butterfly game. If you're familiar with Elizabeth Hargraves, it's probably because of this small little game that made a little blip in the, the game Is that the little pocket community. one that you lost here? No, yeah, I have that, too. That's what, what I that have, called? too. Um, it's called Click? No. <laughs> oh, it's one of those. Uh, no, I want to say it was a... Pocket game. It was yeah, a vinyl case. So, no, the game I was thinking of, though, was this small little game. Made a blip a couple of years ago on the game world. Just, you know, a small little blip from Stone Borgata? 
No, that was a big game. That oh, made a okay, big blip. Okay, okay. This one made a small, little, tiny blip that you know people noticed it and kind of wondered about it. Oh, it's Rainbow Knights. Wingspan. Rainbow Wingspan. <laughs> Good God, the most popular game for the last two years in the world. I've never heard of this game. What is this game? Well, you, first you, of you all, speak of. you need to speak with your wife. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that game. Yeah, the bird Wingspan, game. The bird game. Yeah. yeah. Which everybody, I can still remember the first time I played it. It's like, what the heck is this game? And then I went, my God, this is just absolutely another winner from Stonemaier Games. Jamie didn't design it. Uh, Elizabeth did. Jamie basically just spearheaded the game. Uh, and it was huge. I mean, this thing won all kinds of awards. Yeah, it it's did. still hard to find right now. In fact, we'll probably reference this a little bit later on in the show in regard to some friends and listeners who've gotten Wingspan recently. Um, but, yeah, so Mariposa has been really highly anticipated, and I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So those are my acquisitions, and technically one of them is not quite an acquisition yet, but I should have it next week. We'll talk about it more. All right. And maybe do an unboxing on the on the Facebook page. All right. So how about you? What did you find? Uh, well, I had some custom pins made. I know. Those are really <laughs> cool. So uh, I got some, What are they uh, for, though? <laughs> well, they're for a convention. Oh, wow. Um, When's that happening? So uh, Last month? Well, let's see here. No, it would be October. Oh, so next month. Yep. Um, and it's not going to happen. Oh, yes, yeah. Right. It's so, so sad. Because of some disease. Yeah. Stupid COVID. But, uh, you know, it's going to happen next year, but it was such a cool logo. It is a really cool logo. And so I just, I can't pass up making stuff. <laughs> I know. And it's a really cool pin. And I have a winter jacket that I wear that I have covered with pins, and this will definitely go into a place of honor on it. Well, so. Sticker Mule had a sale. Yeah, you get uh, ten pins for nine bucks, and they're custom die cut pins. And I just I couldn't pass it up because it's it's it is such a cool logo. Yeah, and Dan Goff uh, created it for us, and I just yeah. And, so and I, what, I got those made. What is Dan Goff known for? Well, he is the artist that worked on Borgata. Oh, that was a my favorite game. Yeah, there was a picture in that game. One of the cards has a picture on it. I of me. That's right, it yeah, is of you. Yeah. Did he draw that one, too? He did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a very good artist. Yeah. He's actually working on our next year's logo. Well, considering that the picture actually does look like you, it's yeah. pretty good. So, yeah, it is. There you go. And he did that off of our uh, review video. Yeah, that was funny. So. That, was, that was a fun video to do, by the way. And then a chance, YouTube that. I came home from work today, and you know I only had to work 13 hours today. Yeah, it's not bad. That's, That's your short not day. bad. It's right, a short, short day. day, isn't it? Yep. So I get this uh, I get this notification in my emails saying that uh, Beard Board Games sent you out a package. I was like, okay, well that's pretty cool. I had talked to uh, Adam earlier in the year and he was talking about doing an expansion. So I was expecting kind of this little like little package, little envelope, yeah. with some expansions for fences, which is another great game. Which is a card game. So basically, uh, you're looking for like a packet of cards. It's tiles. Oh, that's right. Tiles. Tiles, they're small yeah. tiles. They're well. They're what, like one by one or one and a half by one and a half tiles. Size. Size. Yeah. Yep. But it's a uh, it's a great uh, little ranching game. Yeah. And uh, so I was expecting kind of just expansions for that because we had talked about what it was and whatnot. And so I come home and and my wife says, oh, "If you want to know about your package, you're gonna have to ask your daughter." And so I go downstairs and Kathleen's watching her. Uh, I can't even whatever YouTube personalities that yeah. she likes some weird. The, to me, they're weird. It's yeah. these two little girls that play with their dad, and then they have these adventures or whatever. But it, it's really cheesy if if you're an adult. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. she absolutely loves it, so it works. Whatever, and it, it's clean fun. So yep, I let her watch it, and so I said, 
do you know where daddy's package is? And she giggles and she says, I left it on the stairs and I put a note on for you because it's for average Joe's gaming. <laughs> I thought that she because she she just started school this first week. grade right yeah she's that first grade seem right. I got a picture from her teacher of her doing her homework and she was wearing a little mask and it started tugging at the heartstrings yeah next year when she gets so, married it's gonna be well that's probably the day that you lose your head yeah yeah it's just gonna be weird <laughs> because it'll be like and it will feel like it's tomorrow that yeah i know it is and they they grow up too fast Way I mean, too my fast. oldest daughter she's gonna be 15 this year she started high school and she right? started high school yep and i God. i just <laughs> it was kind of funny um so anyway i got this this package and i'm looking all over stairs and I, i'm not seeing it and she's like it's right there and there's just this big orange padded envelope and i'm like okay what is that and, and big, so i yeah i, big, yeah, big I, I opened it up and i pulled out this massively like so I I had to instantly take a picture and send it to Adam and I said, "Hey, I got this uh this this box, this package from the the bearded board game gods. Do you know anything about that?" And he's like, "I'll send you the instructions shortly." And it comes with nine expansions in this bad boy. The box is probably It's twice about, the size of the original. I'm thinking Eight and a half inches by maybe six inches. Yeah, it's it's a massive box. Comes with a yeah. bunch of different components. We haven't even cracked it open. Might yet. do an unboxing of this uh, as well. That's hitting the table tomorrow. Yeah. So anyway, I was super stoked about it. They are going to come on, or at least half of the beard of boarded beard board games yeah. will come on to the show. Half of the beard um, facing. So I, I'm sure this is probably going to hit Kickstarter uh, sometime in the next couple months. But we'll. Uh, We'll check it out and we'll let you guys know about it. So the original game played four, two to four players, and then the expansion was a five to six. Uh, that was their uh, deluxe edition, I think it was called. Yep. Um, not a hundred percent sure. It was like uh, I don't. Remember it was either. it was something interesting like that. It was uh, I can't remember. It was some kind of edition, but anyway, you get the five six player expansion. Tussie well, Mussy, sorry, just came to me. Literally, wow. just came to me. Wow, wow. That's not. This was not great. Okay, so anyway, so, yeah. this not Tussie Mussy fences, <laughs> fences yeah. the ranch yeah. by Bearded Board Games uh, brings the player count up to eight players now. So eight plus or no, that's uh, eight. Never mind. That is ages eight and up. Oh, that is eight. Uh, it's two to six players. One, two, three, two four. to six players. Yep. So that it, what this does, it doesn't add a player count. It looks like it adds a bunch of different uh, tiles. Yeah. Um, I know one of them is uh, the hens or the chickens. And if you're putting some chickens in your 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 fenced area, and you think you're getting a lot of points, some might mess with Someone's you and put a fox. Probably play a fox, yeah. So now, there are, there are cards, which is why I thought there was cards in this game. Well, and the those cards that you're talking about are the seasons right. expansion that they gave out to their backers last year for um, re- having to redo their game. But there's other cards. That are your well, those character. are your player cards, your the character. character cards, yes. Which I am I also was just a character. Ask, isn't there a character in there? <laughs> Farmer Joe. Yeah, Farmer yep. Joe. Looks just also like looks me. Also looks like you as well, but with sunglasses. Yeah, well, and that looks like a, a different version of me. Yeah. That's uh, full bearded Joe. Full bearded Joe with, with sunglasses. Uh, mirrored sunglasses. sunglasses. Yep, mirrored sunglasses and a cowboy hat. Yeah. And I have the cowboy hat actually right over there. I know. I saw so, it over there. Uh, does everyone see it? Let me know. Yep, there it is. Well, what color is it? Yep, it's... If you and, can tell us what color it is, we'll give you $8 million. 
and no guessing. No, 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 you no, can't no, no, guess. No, 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 no. no. You can't Tom, guess. And Tom if you will give, give you the... it. And if you get it right, we're going to tell you you're wrong anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yes. That was uh, a joke. I hope everybody knows that. I don't have $8 million. I only have like six and a half. Okay. Well, it would now be sharing I mean, with dollars. me. Dollars. Six and a half. Still sharing with Just, me. Yeah. Well, that's yep. fine. I'll do okay. that. Perfect. Um, oh, crap. So... I spent four of it on McDonald's today. So, yeah. I'm so sorry. only two and a half now. Yeah, two and a so, half. Okay. Well, I'll still take half. Okay. Well, I spent 50, spent 50 cents of it on parking. Jeez. Yeah. And then I bought a newspaper that cost a dollar and a quarter. Okay, so you're going to need money from me. Yeah, if I can borrow 50 oh, okay. cents, <laughs> I want to buy another newspaper. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyway, we did something really cool last weekend. We had, yeah, uh, that was pretty neat. We had, had an event here, which was the Tabletop Appreciation Weekend for Extra Life. So we were raising some money for that and selling some raffle tickets and gave away some games. And congratulations to all the winners. Yeah. Um, we got a hold of them, and they got their games out. So... Um, we had Randy over. Yep, and you were over. I was over. And Jess was Jess here, played. and uh, we played some games. We played uh, some pretty good games, actually. Yeah, I thought. And they Kathleen were... joined. Yeah, the party. that's right. She, we uh... did play a game with Kathleen. Yep. And then Kathleen and your other kids played that game. Yes. So because I got them set up for that. Yeah, so it was fun. It was a fun day. That sat that Saturday was for sure. And then Sunday, I think we played a couple of his a couple of games as well, but. Uh, I think we played the same game a number of times, actually. I really like that game. I did, too. I really did. You'll find that out as we go. Okay. So the first game <laughs> we played, which I was very um, I was, I was was very excited about, turns out it's exactly it's like exactly Quirkle. It's exactly like Quirkle. Yeah, which I have no clue what Quirkle is. But we kept emphasizing to him that it was exactly <laughs> like Quirkle, but with really cubes. Really helped me out. Yeah, Appreciate it helped it. so much. So anyway, Quirkle Cubes and Tom... What is Quirkle? Okay, well, Quirkle is a tile-laying game where you're trying to match, not match shapes, but line up shapes so they're all different, or line up all the different colors of the same shape uh, in, a, in a line would be a Quirkle. You get score points based on how you line them up. Like if you put a pair of, you roll five dice, I think, is it five dice or six dice? I want to say it's six. six. You roll six dice, you take three of them, I think, is the max you can take. And put them down into the into the tableau. And if depending on how you line them up, you can get points based on what you set them next to and what they complete for other things. What you the the line you're making, and if you make a line longer, you'll get the points for those. Six of the same color or of the of the different colors. Or six of the different shapes, all the same color, is a quirkle. Yep. And you get like I think one point for each one in the line, and then if you get a quirkle, you get the six points plus six bonus points. Um, cute quirkle cubes is it's a tiling game, so the tiles have the shapes and the colors, and you can't put the same color and shape together, but you can put. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining the game, but it's just so anyway, like Quirkle. Quirkle, Quirkle cubes with dice. Yeah, it's, it's basically dice, but it's it is a lot of fun, and it's a, yeah. there's a lot of strategy involved. You know, and at first I wasn't really getting the placement down. Yeah, but we like, kept just, telling you it was just like Quirkle. Yeah. So if you if and you I'm just play it like you play, really Quirkle. surprised I didn't take my chair and just smash it across your back. The number of times we told you it was just like Quirkle, I am as well. You, honestly, you, you say we, but. I, 
remember you saying it was just like Quirkle. Well, and I was being goaded, though. You were. I was being goaded. You were being goaded. You're like, hey, it was a game like, it's it was, exactly like Quirkle. It, it was very funny. Yes, it was very funny, actually. But you did pick it so, up fairly quickly. I did. Um, and I, I think I actually did better than you no, in that game. No, you actually did not. I did. No. I won the game, well, if I remember right. No, Randy actually won that. No, I won. And then I got second. No, I got you first. Got third. <laughs> no, I think you're playing a different game. No. I think you're thinking about Quirkle. No, Quirkle Cubes. No, yeah, see, I, Which is just I like annihilated you guys in the game because it is exactly like right. Quirkle, but Cubes. Mm-hmm. Cubes. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. No, I did horrible in that game. To me, to me, it is a... I prefer it to Quirkle, quite honestly. And I'm sure you do too, since yeah, it's you know, just like Quirkle, but with Cubes. Well, cubes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, I love the, the randomness of the dice because yes. you are getting... I mean, I think you pull tiles in the, from a bag in the in the Quirkle... And it's been a while since I played it, so. Uh, but I, I. Well, just, you seem to explain it very well. I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was brilliant. I could Rodney Smithish. Whoa. Uh, possibly even Tom Basilisk. Whoa. But anyway, um, I just like that aspect of it. The dice rolling made it really intriguing. And once you set your dice out, you draw more dice. I think you always have. You always have that six, uh, five or six, five yeah. in front of you. I think it's five, and you're making a lot, trying to make a line of six. But it's just always, it's, and then you have you you keep the dice that you don't pick on the sides that you rolled, and then you draw whatever you need to and roll them immediately. Yep. And so that's your new set of dice. You do have an option when it comes back around to your turn to re-roll all or none of them. So you have some chance to see what other people are doing and know what you want to do on your turn to maximize your points. I really like that aspect of it. I thought the dice made it a much more fun game. And Quirkle's pretty good. So what would you rate that on the Jovian scale? Oh, we should explain the Jovian scale. We will. Okay. Well, the Jovian scale, most people go 1 to 10 or 1 to 5. Yeah, that's... Sometimes 1 to 3. Yeah. We chose to go 0 to 6. No, we did not. Well, initially. Negative 10 to 6. Oh, no, you're right. Negative 10 to 6. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Uh, Negative 10 is Island Dice. Primarily because it is not a game. No, it is not. Not a game at all. So if it's an island dice game, don't even bring it to the Yep, not a game. Yeah, it's not a game. Uh, Number one is a Joe Blow. Joe Blow. That Uh, game, we don't like it. We don't want to play it. Play it once, and at that point, I'm not probably ever going to play it again. Nope. If somebody brings it up, I'll go, no, this is why I don't like this game. You might like it. If you do, hey, I'm glad. Yeah. You might be able it's to not talk, for us, though. You might be able to talk me into it, but I doubt it, no. quite honestly. For me, that'd be a no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, number two is a Joe Mama. Joe Mama is just a few steps above a, 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 yep. a Joe Blow. It's, we it's, don't like the uh, game, but if you do absolutely need a player, I'll we'll play, play it. it. Yeah. And I and I probably still won't buy it. Yep. I think I'd, I'm trying to think if I even own any Joe Mamas. I probably do. I know I own an island. I know dice. I do. I know when I I know yeah, I own an do island do dice. Actually own island dice. I actually dice. own island dice. Yeah. I may be the only person who ever got that game. Yeah. Uh anyway, and then the number three is the Joe Cool. No, it's not. Or it's the average Joe. I'm sorry. It's yeah, an my average list, Joe. My list uh <laughs> my list didn't get updated on my sheet. So it's an average Joe. That basically that's us. Yeah. It's it's, it's a good game. You'll play it when it comes out. I'm more you enjoy it. I might buy it because depending on who else has it, I might buy it because it's one I'd like to have in my collection. A number four is a Smoking Joe, almost a knockout. Yeah, it's one of the better games that that uh, that you can play. It's yeah. a great game. I really like it. If you ask me to play it, I will play it. I, I will more than likely buy it. A number five is a Jotacular. That is a game I will favorite buy. game. Yeah, that is a game I will buy. Yep. Uh, it is a game that I 
maybe played once or twice and immediately got it and liked the components or something about it. Okay. And then a number six is your Joel Almighty, and that, that is your Excalibur, your Holy Grail, the Grail of, games. of Games. Yeah, for me, Wing uh, uh, Euphoria. Whoa! I almost said Wingspan. Whoa! That's, Wingspan is moving his way up there. I that's guess your wife, that's your wife's probably. Her. It's uh, it's edging out Euphoria. Huh? It's not. I've only I played it more than Euphoria now, probably, but Euphoria is still my favorite. Yep. For mine, it's Borgata. Borgata is yours. Yep. Um, I so like my mafia games. You do, and plus this one has your picture in it. It's pretty yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. So I gave Quirkle Cubes a Joe Tacular. Whoa! I liked it. You? Oh really no! I'm liked sorry. It. I'm sorry. I gave it a Smoking Joe. I, I, I read my my S looked terrible there. Uh, no, I gave it a Smoking Joe. Okay. I did like it. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm not usually big on abstract games, um, but this one for, and I took and I'll tell you what Quirkle Quirkle rather. You probably remember this. It took me a while to get, but because we'd played Quirkle, or I'd played, I'd played Quirkle. I'm sorry, it's just like Quirkle. Uh, it was a lot easier to pick up Quirkle cubes because I kind of understood the concept of it, um, and it was, and it's a lot of fun. So, smoking Joe on 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 Quirkle cubes. I gave it an average Joe. Yep. I, I enjoy the the dice element. Yeah, that's in it. Um, I I really enjoy. Just, just the the play of the game. It seemed pretty quick. Um, I I wasn't really a hundred percent sure on uh, you know kind of how to play it. But as I as I played it, I, I picked it up. I'd like to play it again. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, yeah, an average Joe. Yeah, and I can see that. So uh, the next game we played, another abstract game, I believe, called Control. Yes. C-T-R-L, which we all looked at for a while and went, what the hell does that mean? And then we realized, Alt-Control. Wait, what do you mean we all looked at it? We all looked at it. I saw right away it was Control. I called it Control. You called it Control, but... It's Control from computer. Yeah. Okay, so fine. You're smart. I saw the control <laughs> button. That's the I only thing I saw. You only, guys saw something else. The only thing that I don't get is why that's the name of the I, game. Yeah, that, so that didn't make any sense to what no. you're doing. I mean, I get it. It's area control. Yeah. But, but I honestly, when I saw pictures of this, I thought it had something to do with like computers. Yeah, I thought it was going to be computer related, and it's obviously not. It's an abstract game, like I said. Why don't you talk about it a little bit, because i try to remember how it played. Okay, so you've got this cube. Oh, this yeah, three yeah, di- yeah, uh, three yeah, dimensional yeah. cube, and you will place one piece of your color on at a time. Yeah. and I think it's up to three pieces. Well, I think in everybody everybody starts off with one, one piece, and the, you're on the bottom row. Your rod, the cube, yeah, and then the yep. rod, which is a block. Yep. And now I remember the game. Yeah, and you'll you'll play around, and basically you're you're just trying to show control as when you score at the end of the the game once you. Placed all of your pieces, your I cubes, believe. Yep. Um, you're going to look at each side at your viewpoint, and you're going to count up how many colors are showing at that viewpoint. Right. And then you get points for that. Yeah. And that's that's it. It's control. You, you just want to show control. And you want to get the most points yep. at the end of the game. So you do one side, count the cubes that are the same color as yours, turn it, count the cubes that are the same color as yours, and some of those might be covered because on the other side they covered it. It's just it actually was kind of an intriguing game. Um, the blocker was interesting. 
because you can look at it and say, hey, this person is probably going to go this way and try and cover up some of my cubes. Well, I'm going to make sure they can't. But on the other hand, if you're playing with three people, and to me, this game seemed like it might be uh, right at its sweet spot with four people. Okay. Um, but, you know, you, you can't block the second and third person or third and fourth person in that case. So you're always going to have to kind of watch your back, which I like that. I like, yep. the, I like the tension that that created. Um, pretty fun game uh, for me. It was a smoking Joe. Okay. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know that I would buy this game. Again, I'm not the huge, hugest abstract game guy. I prefer a good solid theme. This one, the theme was. Not only there was a theme. Yeah, it was abstract. I mean, say the definition of an abstract game is there's no theme. It's yeah. just a, it's a puzzle almost, but not quite. In this case, it's competitive because yep. you are trying to, you know, depending on who you're playing with, you can get really, <laughs> get really wrecked. <laughs> but I liked it. I, so I gave it a smoke and Joe. So you really liked it. I did. This is going to hurt you a little bit. You're going to go lower than that, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, I didn't think you liked uh, it I did, actually well. did not care for this game. Yeah. Um, I didn't think you did. You you didn't seem to be enjoying it much. No. There, well, you know me. I like theme. There was no yeah. theme in this game. Yeah. Um, I really wasn't even a big fan of you're passing this cube around, and it seemed like the rods came out pretty easy. Yeah. That, um, was, that was a little frustrating. For, for me, it was a Joe Mama. It, okay. I, I just I just did not care for it. And that, um, just the the theme, the colors. It just I mean there was yeah. there's it was really a lackluster game in my opinion. So the, the most excited I got was the cover of the box, just because I thought it had something to do with computers. Yeah. So. And I guess I I liked the components. I do wish there was some way they could have been connected a little more. Not yeah, that was, that was kind of my other problem with it. Yeah. Is it seemed like if you pulled one off, you could pull you a got whole them all roll off. Yeah, you got them all very off. easily. So it just, but, I just, for uh, me, it was a Joe Mama. Yeah, and I and actually now that I'm thinking about it, I probably overshot on the smoking Joe. Oh no, you locked in it's and an smoking. It's yeah, an you, average. You, you're smoking Joe. Average. Now. We'll go average on it. That's what I kind of meant. To, I talked you down. Yeah, and and I think I had actually meant to write the A and I put an S instead. And I don't know why because I probably put it on there for Quirkle cubes. The game is just like Quirkle. Oh yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then our probably primary game of the day uh, was five two one one Azul. Yeah, I gotta say that was my one of my favorite game that of was, the weekend. That was a, I think we played it. I think one, two, five three, times, four, five times on Saturday. And yeah. you guys, play, did you play it after I left? No. Okay, and then I think we played it two or three times on Sunday, yeah, at least, because we got Jess to play. I think we played a total of seven times. Yeah, it was... It's Okay, this is a card game based on the artwork. It's nothing like, but based on the yeah. artwork of Azul. Yep. Same company that puts out Azul. Yeah. The premise is you've got these cards. <clears throat> they're colored and numbered, I believe. Yep. With a rooster on the corner if it doesn't have a number. Correct. And you're basically laying the cards... You start off, you have a hand of five, you lay two, draw two, uh, lay two face down, everybody does that, draw two, everybody flips their cards, and you look at the color and the number, and you're trying to keep from having too many of a color, too many of a color or, or too or, many roosters, or, or a certain, no, certain, a certain amount number based on the player roosters. count of yes. roosters. And I forget how many cards were in the deck when you play with three people, which we played most you of the take games. Out, you I take out, I think, 13. 13. You take out basically a suit, essentially. Yep. And if you play with four people, you keep them you all keep in. all cards, yeah. yes. Because you play a certain number of rounds yep. until the cards are out. And uh, 
the first game we played, I don't think any of us really kind of understood what we were doing, but got an idea as we played. I ended up winning that one. No, you ended up winning that one. You won that one first. I won quite a few. You did. You won the first one. Um, it clicked with me. It clicked with you almost immediately. Randy and I took a little longer to to click with, but it clicked by the end of that first game. Yeah, the I, second you guys game, got the game. The second and third game, I won both times. You got second both times. Didn't quite click as well with Randy, I guess. Uh, the third game or the fourth game, rather, you won. I got second. Third game. For fifth game, you won. Randy got second. I got last. So okay. Randy started to pick it up by then. And I think Randy won. I think he might have won all three games we played on Sunday. I didn't keep track of Sunday for some reason, but uh, it is a definite Joe Tacular for me. That game I will probably purchase, even though I know you have it. But it'll it's go with the rest. A of Very my, affordable game. Yeah, I think go, I picked it up at Dragon's End for thirteen bucks or something like that. It'll go with the rest of my Azul games. I have everything else from Azul, so. And I, 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 it was just a, and it's, again, it's an abstract card game, just like Azul is an abstract tile laying game or tile game, but it's, there's no theme, not really. I no, mean, there really there, is there, no theme. There is not a theme. It's, which, it's a, it's a simple card game. Yeah, but it's a nice, a lot it's not really, of strategy though. It's really not even trick taking, but the thing is, yeah, the strategy of the game just catches you. Yep. And once you, Get it, and it does not take much to get it. You get it usually within the first game at some point. The first hand. Because I think the first game, I didn't score a lot of points because I just couldn't make things work the way I wanted to. But I realized as I was playing that this is why I'm not doing it. And so the next game, obviously I figured something out because I won. But anyway, it was uh, was just fun. And and if I hadn't had to leave, I think we would have kept playing it. I was up for another game. Yeah, I think. Well, I think we would have been up. I'm for up for it. a game right now. Yeah, I want to play it now. Let's yeah. play it now while we're right. talking. Yeah, no, better not. Probably not. But it was fun. I'm definitely a Joe Tacular for me. Yes, I gave it a smoking Joe. Did you really? I did. Yeah, I. You know that was it. Was it's up there. It could get there. It's uh, it's for me. It's it's just a really fun card game, and it's fast to get to the table. Oh yeah, it's fast to play and it's, it's fast to teach. Easy to explain. And there's a ton of depth and strategy it just makes you think it makes you okay well he played that now i wonder what he's got in his hand and there's already this amount of color out here there's already this number of roosters out here okay well he's gonna score some points how do i prevent him from scoring any points and then i can at least come away with a few points and then the other thing you know is if if you're looking at the rooster strategy to make it so that nobody scores you know somebody else is looking. Yeah, that's the other thing about too. the roosters. So then you have to kind of decide: well, should I play the rooster? Or is, is he going to play the, the rooster? roosters? Score if you hit that certain number. The roosters score. Roosters are worth zero no points. points. Yeah. yeah, so the, there's not much you're going to do with that. So the key is really just get those numbered cards, and the higher the number, the better, because I mean, you're getting a lot of points with. And they're <laughs> and literally, you can you can literally play one card and be the only card of a certain yeah. color. But you know that because you're going to get over six cards in this color, that's not going to score. This one's going to tie, so they're not going to score. My card, my one three-point card, is going to score. Yeah. And there are times where you can just see the other players are like, oh, man. Oh, this, man. He's going to score because I've got nothing that can fight it. Yeah. So it's got good element of luck, good uh, a small element of luck. I mean, there's luck because it's card drawing. But there's a huge amount of strategy based on the cards you draw, and it's just a ton of fun. Yeah. So for me, that's a smoking joke. Yeah. And I'm going. I'm yeah. I thought you said Joe Tacular. 
No, I said smoke. smoke Did, I, I, oh, I said, yeah, okay. I said Joe Tackett. Yeah. I really liked the game. It was, and then, like I said, I half expected when I came in on Sunday, you guys would be playing it when I got here. But we were not. No, but we did play it three times. Yep. Yep. Got your wife involved. All right. So the next game we played was Noctiluca. Yeah, that was by actually. By Shem Phillips. And I didn't remember that I played that game. Yes. That was the game you played. You played that on Saturday, too, right? Yeah. And I'd forgotten I played that game. And then I remembered as soon as we saw, as soon as you guys started playing, I went, oh, yeah, I played this. I know how to play this. So it was fun. And I, I liked the game quite a bit. So that one there. Is it plays in two rounds? <laughs> Another abstract game. The weekend seemed to be full of abstract um, games. You you have a board that has kind of like a little bit like hexes all around the centerpiece, and you place the dice on these these pieces. You put four dice on each piece in the center, and on the outside ring, it's five dice, I believe, or maybe it's vice versa. No, it's four and five. Yeah, okay. four inside, five outside. And what you're going to do is you're going to get a player pawn. And the player pawns are split up evenly depending on the player count. And you're going to place it on a spot, and you can only go one of two different directions. And you're going to pick a number, and you're going to take all of that die that matches the number in that direction. And then you're going to place them on your cards, and basically a little bit of potion explosion is you're creating these jars with Nakaluka in them. And that's you you try to complete, complete them for points, and once you complete a jar, you get a token that matches yep. the, the symbol on it. And so it only lasts two rounds. You put all your pawns out there. By the end of the, the round, everyone's taking their pawns. You may not use all the dice. Right. There might be some dice left over. But you take all the dice off. You redo them. You re, uh, reshuffle them up or you re-roll, re-roll them. Yep. And you start all over. And that's your second round. It goes the opposite direction the second round. And after that, you add up your points. You find out who has a majority in certain tokens. There's three different colors. And you whoever has the majority in that color gets any gets leftover the, tokens. Yep, leftover tokens. But they flip, flip them to the other point. side yeah. where they're only worth one point. And the points, if I remember correctly, the points start off low and go high. Correct. And, and then so if you score... The first time you get one, you get a three, and then a five, and then a seven, or something like that, depending yeah. on the color. The dice are colored, so you're trying to make recipes out of colored dice. The numbers, Very pretty dice. The numbers don't matter for the recipes. They matter for what number you pick. So say there's a blue dice that you need and maybe two green dice that you need, and they both happen to be a number two, you'll go number two. So you might get any two dice. It might be a blue, a green, two greens, and an orange. And what's the other color? Red, not red. Um Purple. Purple. So you might get a two that two dice that you don't need. Well, what happens after that is you pass them, I think, the first time to your right, you, the same direction that you're laying your, your uh, pawns, and the person to your right gets to choose if they want one, and then they pass them, and the person gets to choose, and they pass to the next person, and then it goes around to the you know, until they're all gone. If they can't be gone, I don't know what happens, and they just go in the bag, right? Right. Then yeah. they, just, they go so, away. You have to decide as well when you're picking a number how many dice I want to give to my opponents. Yeah, to complete that's, their recipes. That's a big deal because if you're if you're yeah. looking at your next opponents and you know they can complete a card, that's huge because you just yeah. you just help them help them on get a free turn lots of points and they, they completed a recipe. So yeah, yeah. So I, it was a it's a fun game. I think I played it one other time, maybe two other times. I've played it quite a few times. Yeah, and I uh, when you when you when I saw it, I remembered and and I did okay. Yep, I did okay in that game. Uh, another abstract game to me, definite Smoke and Joe. Yep, same here, Smoke and, and Joe. I I really enjoy this and game. Probably could go up, 
depending on how often I'd play it. You know, if I played it more. Yep. It's a really good game. Abstract Weekend, man. Abstract yes. Weekend. Then we played another game. Yes, we played Yukon well, Airways. Yeah, that was... And we had been trying to get this one at the table. Saturday we tried to get it at the table, but then we... Did we? Then we got intrigued by another game called 5211. Yeah, we did. That, and then I had to go to a... You, you went to escape room. I had to go to an escape room, which we actually got through with 16 minutes to spare for the very first time in this group that I've been to escape rooms before we got out of it. It's very impressive. And it was a Alice in Wonderland-themed game room, which All I right. love Alice in Wonderland. I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. I think as a kid, I remember uh, my mom giving me an Alice in Wonderland book that I just must have fallen in love with at some point. So I've always been a big Alice in Wonderland fan, and this was really cool. It was a really neat little escape room. They do a good job at 605 Escape Rooms. If you're right. in South Sioux Falls, South Dakota, you can look into them. So um, that's uh, – and I uh, I was actually teasing, taunting a little bit, a little bit. On, uh, to Tom because he, he's like, well, why don't we play that Yukon Airways? I'm like, well, we can play this game. Yeah, every or, time. Hey, hey Randy, every what, time. Else, what else you got? Yeah, every time. <laughs> and he knew I wanted to play. So and then actually, as soon as you were leaving, I was like, hey, we should play Yukon Airways. Like, yeah, well, you. here – Yeah, you SOB. But the last time we did this, we talked about the fact – this was one of the games in your choir list. Yep. We talked about it, and both of us were pretty excited about playing it. And oh, then yeah. Were, then you were like, all of a sudden, well, let's play something else now. Let's play something else now. <laughs> so finally, Sunday, we got it to the table. Yeah, Sunday, I made sure we played it. Um, it was but pretty good. Yeah. I Pick really like the player boards. Yeah, the play, The only thing, and I, well, we'll talk about this in a minute, but it's a pickup delivery game. Basically, you're, yep. you're trying to fulfill, you're trying to move tourists to certain destinations, and it takes a certain amount of gas to do that. You get points based on how far you get them out. Um you have other cards, I think, that help you increase. It's just a neat little game. Yeah, it's there's um, a lot of playability in the this. The components this game. are really decent. Yep, cubes, but still, I mean, that makes sense because it's a. But you got little wooden prop planes. You have the little prop planes that are really cool looking. You've uh, got chunky dice. Very chunky dice. It's and a you dice. got a lot of cool yeah, dice are your passengers. Yeah. Um, the player boards, player in my boards opinion, great. are just awesome. The only thing that I would change, and I think. We talked about this. Was the the control? It's a control panel. You've got dials that you increase your gas and get bonus gas and a couple other things. Then you've got a, a slide panel where you can get some other benefits when you're able to increase those. Turn them on. Turn the switches on. The switches are basically small cardboard pieces that fit into slots. Yep. You pointed out, or somebody pointed out, Randy, some, Randy pointed out that maybe a black cube. Just a standard black cube or whatever, you know, cube in your plane mm-hmm. color would be perfect for that because, it, first of all, you can grab it better and slide it, and you don't have a chance. And if you lose it, it's going to be easier to find than these small black, I mean, really small, like maybe two millimeters, well, millimeters, maybe if millimeters, I'd say maybe 10 millimeters. They're very small, a uh, quarter of an inch if you're American. Um, but we have a lot of European listeners, so I, I went with <laughs> I went with the... With the, the metric, metric system, system. Oh, yeah. Okay. Even though you know we're Americans, so yeah, we use, uh, we use the whatever they call the inches and foot that system. I want to say iambic or something. I don't know about the size of your fingernail. Yeah, basically, <laughs> not and actually smaller than that. Even looking at my little finger, about a little finger, but maybe a little uh, bit tiny. You got tiny little fingers. I'd I say do. about your fingernail. Yeah, not don't. Good thing you didn't bring up toes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Anyway, um, that was the only only nitpick I had with the game in regard to components. Yeah. Otherwise, the components were really cool. They're I didn't really, uh, really mind the little slide I, piece. I, I didn't. I mean, they they're functional. Yeah, they were. I just thought you could if you're blinging the game up. 
A yeah. little cube would work really well. And my first thought was, you know, you, you have to destroy. In I would marks. actually use pawns because it'd be more like a toggle switch. There you go. Yeah. But it, but my first thought was, you know, because in uh, Clank Legacy, you destroy, in quote marks, mm. a cube. Yep. You could take those cubes and put them into this game. I actually have a package of just cubes. So do I. Yeah. I have a couple. I think almost any gamer who's really into this yeah. has like a bucket of components that yeah. they've either... I do. I have a, a tote of components. I think I have a like a, a baggie. It's yeah. a plastic baggie. But, but I also line my my ceiling with board games yeah, and I know. took all it's the pieces. So Really yeah. cool, actually. It's very cool. The first thing I remember seeing in here, looking up at the ceiling, go, holy smokes, that had to take forever. And it's great. And then it changed a couple times. Yeah. Well, and it's like, what are you doing? You're changing this thing. He says, yeah, I just thought it looked good this way. Yep. But, I mean, there's there's some classic games. There's Sorry, Monopoly, about two or three different Monopolies. There's Clue Board. There's a Shoots and Ladders board I can see. Uh, and that's Tom going, Squirrel. Yeah, the game <laughs> the game of the states. I mean, there's just a ton of them. And it's the first thing most people notice when they come in, actually. Well, the first thing I notice is your wall of games. But Yeah, they're like, oh, my God, you're a freak. Yeah, you're weird. <laughs> But then you look up and you Let's go, Let's get yep. out of here because we're probably not going to leave alive. We're going to be a game. <laughs> we're going to be a game. Anyway, so you kind of always, what do you give it? I gave that one a Jotacular. Yeah, I'm at a, I'm at a smoking Joe on it. Um, uh, it's going to get there. I think it would, I, I, I did not do as well as I'd hoped I would do. Took me a little bit to kind of figure out the mechanics and i did i think we all figured out a couple things where we should have probably gone and there were some things we forgot but it's one of those games that when we play it more it'll grow and it'll grow on me i love yeah, pick up, I, I love pickup and delivery games anyway even with the goal cards because there's goal cards at the bottom yeah and those change and there's there's different ones of those yeah, and it's I, got it, a lot of replayability tons of replayability yep. so um, might actually get that to the table again this weekend i would like to do that yeah so which means we won't play it until Sunday, but yeah, still. obviously. Yeah. Uh, the other one we played was with Kathleen. That was fun. and that was Narwhal Free for All, yeah. and I picked that one up at Dragons Den as well. And that was uh, well, he's trying. He's got grandkids, and so he was trying to get some more kids games in there. Yeah, and instead of just having to go to like one of the big box stores like Target or whatnot. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And Kathleen absolutely loves unicorns, and narwhals are yeah. kind of the sea unicorn. Hey, buddy, and... have a safe day. Have a safe trip. <laughs> so. We got this game, and so you can play it two different ways. You can play it dry, or you can play it with water. Okay, so we're setting this game up, and Joe says, okay, I need a couple pitchers of water. And we're like, what? You do not. He says, yeah, no. It's a... And then we start looking at the instructions, and these narwhals float. Yep. And you have to fill this thing up to a certain point so they float. And then there's a wheel that makes the current of the water go around. Kind of, but yeah. yeah. It does. It does. Yeah. yeah. And so what you're doing is you have these flexible rings, and there's... There's three spots that you can flick them off of. And so it's a four-player game. And so what you do is you have the fourth player rotate the wheel, and then you take turns. So one person will always be the the current person. Current turner, yeah. And so once you do however many players you have, do that many rounds, the game ends. But you you flick these, you put them in the little bumps on the side, and you you flick them off, and you make them spin and try to get onto either the iceberg... Your narwhal or the opponent's narwhals. Yep. It's basically a it's, ring toss game. Yeah, it is, but it's 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 really fun. It she is. absolutely loved it. Yeah. If you get your ring, your color ring on your own narwhal, you get three points. Okay. I did that three times. I did a four, I think. 
and you got it on. No, the, I got it on the. I got it on the, the iceberg. iceberg three times, and yes. I think. And then on your opponent's, got, your opponent's yeah. narwhal is worth one point. Yeah, icebergs worth two points, and so I figure, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick my moment, and I'm just gonna get my own narwhal. And yeah. So yeah, I, I rocked that game. You did. You did. did. You beat a six-year-old girl. I did. You made her cry, and no, so she, she's been practicing all week long. Yeah. To annihilate her dad. Now, in defense of the six-year-old girl, she thought it was extremely funny when she would flip one of the rings and it would go up and smack her mom in the face. Oh, yeah. She thought that was pretty good. Or smack me in the face. Yep. She got herself a couple times, She did too. get herself a couple times, and that would make her laugh as well. So, But it's a great, it's a fun game. Um, it was definitely worth buying. Yeah. So, for mean, me, it's an average Joe, but the main reason it's an average Joe for me is because it's a kid's game. I mean, I would play it again if Kathleen asked me to, for sure. Yep. I'm not going to play against you. You're a shark. I am. You're a shark in a narwhal world, man. Oh, That's yeah. not good. For me, it was a smoking joke. See what I did there? Shark. And it's yeah. yes, it is a kids game, but yeah. it was a ton of fun. Uh, it it allowed actually adults to have fun. It did with it. So for me, it was it wasn't very complex, not at all. But it was it was like a dexterity it type a, game. But so you know my history with dexterity. Games you absolutely too. love them. Favorite type of game. Favorite game ever. Uh, so. For me, it was a smoke of Joe. I, I really yeah. enjoy it, and check it out. I mean, if if you got kids, small kids, they're gonna have a lot of fun with this. Like I said, you can play it dry, or you can play it with water. With it, would play it dry. There is actually spots in the bottom of the board that you click in the narwhals, yep. and so they're stationary. But obviously, you want to play with water. Well, you want to play with water. They float. Well, and then your kids played that game. I think for a good hour and a half or oh, so. Yeah. After we got done, and they played it on the table next to us, and. I think they didn't even fight during it. I didn't hear nope. any fighting anyway, no fighting. so that's pretty good. And, what, four kids, I think, playing it between the ages of 13 Six and... to 15. Oh, so yes. Yeah, 15. That's right. Ron is yep. 15. So 15 to 6. And no fighting. Yeah. So Actually, I thought Gavin was involved on it, too, so that'd be... Oh, yeah, four. Yeah. Four, to, four to 15. Yep. So. That's right. He did get in, yeah. into that one. Uh, so... That was our Extra Life Tabletop Appreciation Weekend. It was a great deal uh, of fun. I want to give a huge shout-out to Jeremy Skirdla. Yep. You gave an awesome donation, and we really appreciate that. Um, the kids really appreciate that. So um, very, very cool of you. Uh, we have a winner, um, ironically, Jeremy Skirdla yeah, for, for uh, Ultra Tiny Epic Galaxies. So, so congratulations on that. Enjoy that game. If you uh, don't have any of the Tiny Epic games, this is a good one to start yep, with. We had quite a few entries in that one, and it was just luck of the draw. Jeremy, congratulations. Uh, we also have some some questions to answer. Oh, yeah, we definitely do. Yep. So Paul from Scotland, uh, his question is, do you have any advice for people like him that have never bought a game on Kickstarter? Um, don't go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Yeah, that would be the biggest piece of be advice. Be careful. I mean, that's it's really it's it's a gamble. Um, luckily, I have backed over a hundred games, and I've only been burnt for sure once. Are you calling Goblin Gamble? Gamble? No, actually, no. I I was almost burnt once, um, but I, I actually ended up getting them. I was very disappointed in yeah. what I got. I got my uh, they were Tesseract dice. Those were cool, but man, they, they were, were 3D printed. Yeah. And it was 
it was excuse after excuse, and they were supposedly commercially 3D printed, and you could totally they tell were they not. were not. No, they were just a 3D printed on a printer. And the reason why I said I was just disappointed, if I had paid $20 for these Tesseract dice, I would not have been disappointed. Right. I would have been totally cool with it. You did not. But I, I spent almost $100 on what I thought were amazingly cool Tesseract dice. Now, they are cool, they but look, they are not worth no, $20. No, good God, no. So that's why I said I was disappointed. Good God, no. But so far, I have not been ripped off. Um, I have a very good feeling that I will be uh, um, very disappointed on two games. Yeah. So. I um, My advice is similar. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Uh, I you do been, it, but do it sparingly. You yeah. know, it's... The do weight is research. the hardest part. It's it is. Do some research too. Just, yeah. Um, I check the company out. Big thing. See if they've ever started a Kickstarter before. See if they were successful, and then check out their previous campaigns. Have they delivered? What was the feedback on it? You know, do your homework. Don't do the Joe method of oh, that's pretty. I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> which was back. which was what got me into Kickstarter to begin with. It was a theme of a game called Bigfoot. Well, okay, Island Dice was the first game I ever kickstarted, I believe. I'd have to go back and look. Um, I love dice. It looked like a great game. It came with uh, 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 game trays, yep. which I liked from Euphoria. Um, that was enough for me to get involved in that. And I liked it, but boy, oh boy, there's a reason we call our worst rating of a game Island Dice. It's was terrible. Yeah. It's not a game. There's no reason to call it a game. It's just a bunch of pretty dice in a pretty package. Um, the other one that, like maybe the second or third game I ever kickstarted was a game called Bigfootses, which I love deck builders, and this was built as a deck builder. And it's an okay game, but it's just, I don't know. There was something about it that was not a lot of fun. Okay. So that was the two. I was disappointed. Like, same thing with you. I was disappointed. The artwork was not as good as it looked like it was going to be. Um, the game didn't play as well as I thought it would. Just not a lot of fun. There was a racing game that I backed that was just absolutely unplayable. It was a game, at least, but it was unplayable. Yeah. The rules were so terrible that it was just bad. Try to find some playthroughs on it. Yeah. Um, usually, like a, a Kickstarter campaign that's got a, a, a decent campaign going is they, they have reviews out there, and they have it on their campaign page. If if you're checking out a Kickstarter and it's got zero media buzz yeah, it's and not zero reviews, out. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a review. If if they haven't gone on somebody's show or YouTube channel and talked about their game at least, it's probably not going to do well. Right. Because they've got to have some kind of media buzz. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of the whole reason why... There are so many people out there that talk about games. Is we do want to help people out. Oh yeah, definitely in in the industry and first time game developers and whatnot. And it's it yeah, it's it can be kind of intimidating to go on Kickstarter for the first time, right. and you just you have all of these these amazing projects just staring at you in the face. But then you've got some projects like ah, I don't know about that. That one looks a little sketchy. So yeah, now when I and the Kickstarter's changed so much since when I and I not that long ago that I first got on Kickstarter. I want to say it was maybe four two weeks five, ago, four or five years ago. Is all. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, but it's changed <laughs> so much because when I first started, it was what it was. It was basically a place to go invest in something new. You know what I mean? That I have this idea. I think it's a good idea. I mean, back in the day, I think some guy had a recipe for mac and cheese. Right. And that is that is what you are doing 
regardless. Yeah. You are investing well, in the game. It is not a guaranteed no, thing. No, you are so not. You, no matter what company it is, you are not guaranteed to get their product because at any time they can choose to just bail and yep. take that money and go. And Which you can is, try to take them to small claims court or whatever. Not get it. They no. even, it's disclosed when you go into Kickstarter and when you back something. It says, this is not guaranteed. You may not get your money back. So if you are nervous about something, then I suggest you yep. pre-order. Now, I would say that, that your statement is true, except for some companies like, say, Stronghold Games. At this point, um, gambling games, um, any of these really big game companies that are still using Kickstarter, you will get your game. Yeah. You will get your game. You're basically pre-ordering it from them directly. Right. A couple of ways to look at but that. But that, again, goes back to check out their history. If they've yeah. got 100 Kickstarters under their belt and they've delivered every single one of them, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't deliver the next one. Yeah, exactly. But the problem is with me, and I've talked, talked about this before, is that it is cutting out the middleman, which is not good, in my opinion, for our economy. But everybody's entitled to their opinion. And so I have chosen, because of that, to stop using Kickstarter. Something would have to very, very strongly... To a point. You don't personally use Kickstarter. You use Kickstarter through your local games. In a way that helps my local games. Right. I will still Kickstarter. You still do Kickstarter, but not personally. You do it through your local game store so they get a piece of the pie. And it's generally something that I'm I'm confident they're going to get right. the one thing that but I'm, your your local store also has to have enough interest other right. than just Tom right to back this retail pledge and if they don't he whines. and it's well I do <laughs> that is true and I'm usually I'll find a bunch of friends and say come on back this come on just do it but no uh, if it's something that I'm very much intrigued by and the one thing that I can that comes to my mind is this paint rack portable paint rack system yep. Uh, not like the wooden one, which I know I got, which I could have gotten screwed on, but didn't. Anyway, this one is really cool looking, and I knew a bunch of people in the community that I belong to for games, local games, local game store that does this for us. I knew a bunch of people who are painters who would be very interested in it, so I brought it to their attention, and sure enough, they backed it. But that is one that I would have probably backed. That would have been one that I would have gone to. Because okay. I, was, I was considering doing that until they said they were going to. So it has to be something that would really intrigue me or very much interest me that I can't get the local company to back, the retail store. that Because most places now do have a retail option where you can go in and as a retailer get the game and you can – that way you're pre-ordering it from them too, the game store is. So you're helping the game store. And in this time when some places are really struggling, I think it's the right thing to do in that case. But anyway, um, so that's the way I do Kickstarter now for the most part if I do it at all and um, – like I said, it'll have to be something really intriguing to get me back in. Uh, but just do your research if you want to do Kickstarters. Uh, try not to get sucked in if you can help it. I did get sucked in for a little bit. I know you're still slightly sucked in. Yeah, I, slightly, I am. I've, slightly? Yeah. What's the definition of slightly? Um, uh, about well, every three gonna, days I see an email yeah. that says, Joe, back this. Pretty much. Um, and then uh, your expectations have to be that there's a chance you're not going to get it. Because maybe, well, if it doesn't fund, okay, if it doesn't fund, you're you're not going to pay anything. But if it funds and something goes wrong, there's a chance you might yeah. not get your money back and you might not get your product. So the big thing is is when you do Kickstarter, just be careful. Yeah. Do your research. Uh, you know, things to avoid is really when you when you check them out and they've only they've done two Kickstarters. And neither one of them either, either well, either neither one of them delivered. delivered. Yeah, 
or they're still working on one and they've only done one, I would, I would, it's a red flag. Yeah. So I, I would look at that stuff. Just do your research. Be careful. I mean, it, it is one of those that things that are, are not truly guaranteed, no matter what size the company is, because things happen. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that was Paul's question. Hope we answered it decently for you. Uh, now we're gonna go to Robert's question. Okay. From Oxford. Uh, so I would be interested to hear if you felt disappointed about what constituted a deluxe version for the tiny epic dinosaurs. Uh, Robert, yes, I was actually very disappointed in what constituted a deluxe edition. I felt like what they included was not a deluxe edition. Um, in that case, I would have just gotten the retail version. Yeah. Because that's basically what you got with a mini expansion. So here's what I would say is if when you went in and kickstarted the game and the game was basically for punch-out cardboard dinosaurs that you would... That's a deluxe edition. Uh, well, no, the punch out. So that's your basic edition. Yeah, you get when you get the wooden pieces. Right, that's deluxe. Right, I, I would say that would be a distinct. Yeah, cardboard components versus wood components would be a deluxe edition. Or if you get or, punch out coins, and then the deluxe edition right. would be metal coins. Something, something that distinguishes the two. And it doesn't have to be all the pieces or whatever. An but, expansion. Yeah, that basically looks that just adds some components and a couple of mechanics. Yeah. No. no. What I, I like about that is that what makes me sad about that is now, when I buy the game at the retail store... You're going to pay exp- $10 less. Yeah, well, maybe, and then I'll pay $10 for the damn expansion later. Yeah. Which will come in a great big box that I don't need. You know? I guess. Whereas it came in your box, which fit in your box. Yeah. So that's, I mean, but that's game on games. Again, it's, yeah, I would say that I was, for you, disappointed. Yeah, the fact that that was not a deluxe edition. Well, and they don't specify it really. And then we were starting to look at the the expansion, and then it said that was deluxe the only expansion. piece. It was the only pieces that said deluxe. Yeah, it said deluxe expansion, and I thought, yeah, it looks the same. It's the same. Uh, and I'm don't get me wrong. I'm glad the retail edition includes the quality that Tiny Epic Games generally oh, yeah. includes. They do need to do that. I mean, but if they were to have just a component like the fences, yeah, you could have cardboard fences. Yep. Or you could have wooden fences in the deluxe. Just yeah. something that is just a little bit cooler for the deluxe edition. You are paying more for that, and well, and I just I feel like the little micro expansion just wasn't. No, that's not deluxe. Well, didn't me? Yeah. In fairness, I guess we're not a hundred percent positive as to what the retail edition looks like yet. Yes, we are. Okay, then. <laughs> then yeah, disappointed is the word. Yep, for sure. Um, so. Yeah, hopefully that uh, answers that for you. I think we did. I think Very so. Very disappointed. Yes. Um, the answer is, we could have just said yes, it had been a lot shorter show. Yeah. Um, not as was, fun, though. was not happy with the description of the deluxe or anything no. like that. Love the game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Great game. Great game, um, which I actually just got the playmat for. Nice. Oh, so, we're playing that tomorrow, too, then. So, um, Paul, you've got another question? Uh, so he says, do you guys check out reviews and playthroughs of games first before you buy them or commit on Kickstarter? If so, what do you watch or listen to? His go-to reviewers are Shut Up and Sit Down guys that are south in England, uh, Tom Vassell, Z Garcia, and Mike Delisio the on the Dice Tower, Tower yeah. Rodney Smith from Watch It Played, and Paul Deming's hilarious videos on Things Get Dicey. And he says, obviously, he listens to us now. Nice. 
Nice. Was that uh, Australian? Or? No, that was just nice. That that would you... no- I almost went noise, which I don't know if that's Australian or just pinching the boys. Stupid. Okay. Yeah. No. Noise. Um, so yeah, no, for for me, uh, I think you kind of hit it. Uh, Tom Vassell. I, I do. Uh, I watch his stuff just because he's he's more informative. Yeah. Um, on just kind of the components and stuff like that. Um, I I listen to or I watch Rodney Smith I quite love a bit. Rodney Smith. Um, I watch Rado. Um, those are kind of my top three that I watch yeah. for for component wise and and just kind of give me a a brief. Am I gonna like this game or not? So I listen to quite a few different. Uh, oh, you podcasts. listen to yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Okay. So yep. we're not wizards. I listen to the Dice Tower. Um, I usually. I, I catch quite a few of the episodes, but I, I heavily listen to Eric and Tom when they do their podcast. Um, I've listened to Shut Up and Sit Down. I've listened to Sporadically Bored. I've listened to the Board Game Snobs. I've listened to... I Honestly, I think I've probably listened to just about every podcast out there. Um, I listen to these guys named Joe and Tom. Yeah, they're I, pretty good, I've heard. I've yeah, heard they're real good. I mean, they're okay. Yeah, they do. They're they do. Kind of like do your some average work. Joe. They do some work. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, so for me, uh, I am a visual person, so I do a lot more watching of good things. Uh, my go-to is probably ever since I first discovered him, Rodney Smith, when he used to play games with his kids in his basement behind a or in front of a like a white sheet that he set up cr- across a couple of uh, beams in his unfinished basement, and it was just hilarious because the kids would beat the snot out of him in the games and make fun of him. And I want to say the youngest kid was maybe a third grader and his daughter was maybe a middle schooler when they started. So I kind of watched those kids grow up. And I just loved the way he explained the games. And then he would play through them. Like he, and he would, he would basically say at the time, okay, now we're going to stop. And you look at the setup and send me an email with some moves of what you want me to do. And we'll do this. And so it was just, to me, it was just like, well, this guy really knows how to tell, to show how a game works. Then I discovered Rado. And though his and so Rodney's more instructional. Rodney now he's changed his format a little bit. He is definitely more of an instructional guy. He doesn't do as much playing. He used to play with a guy named Pep too, and they it was sort of a similar type of deal. Um, and I liked his playthroughs. His playthroughs were were it was like you were sitting watching people play a game that looked really fun. So now he does more instructional things. His he's focused on teaching people how to play games. You don't need your rule book. Watch this. Keep it handy when you're playing the game so you can refer to it, and you'll learn how to play the game. So I really like that. So for instruction, I go to, to Rodney almost every time for a new game. Um, if I want to watch this sort of a playthrough thing with a lot of commentary in regard to strategy, uh, different ways you can play a game, I go to Rado. Rado's methods are a little weird. We've made fun of him in the past a little bit based on those with his... And again, in quote marks, wife, which I know she's real. I've seen her play games before because there are a couple of games he said that we've got to have actual players to do this. He's actually brought in friends to play some other game. But it's just weird to me. And he'll have his dog play sometimes. And that's just like, okay, a little bit odd. But he does a very good job of being enthusiastic about the game. Yep. And giving, I mean, he'll, he, he is like AP on steroids when he's teaching a game. But in a way that you understand, and you can understand why, because he's basically trying to give you options. So those are my two top guys. I do like the Shut Up and Sit Down guys. They're mostly comics. They teach the game in a very comedic manner for the most part. 
but I do enjoy what they do, um, and that you do get something out of it. I'm trying to remember that. I want to say Euphoria's their version of Euphoria was was pretty good. It was taught the game very well, but it was, or maybe it was Scythe, one of the two. It was very, very good. Um, and the comedian you were talking about, the Paula, I don't remember what the name was. Do you have it there? Yeah. Dennings. Paula Dennings, I think. She's a comedian, basically, and she does a Deming. very... Yep. Deming. And she does a very humorous take on gameplay as well, and she's good. I also um, used to watch uh, Will Wheaton a lot when he did yeah, I really Tabletop. Because, again, you're watching them play the game. And they did it in such a way that it was fun to sit and watch it and it made you want to play. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was the uh, red-haired girl who's on the same channel. Um, if I can remember her name, that'd be great. But she does a pretty good play. She does pretty good playthroughs as well. So those are my go-tos if I'm trying to decide on a game. But a lot of times I've already purchased the game, and so I'm basically just trying to figure out how the rules work. And so we can all know how to play it when it's time to play. But those are my go-tos. I don't do a lot of, ironically, don't do a lot of podcast listening. Because, again, I'm kind of a visual person. Uh, in fact, the one podcast I do kind of regularly listen to is uh, the Good Mythical Morning Guys. Uh, they do one called Ear Biscuits, which is an actual podcast, but they also film it. And for some reason, I can watch it when it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But listening to it, I just... And I, I can listen to us. We're sort of good. I don't know. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> But beyond that, I'm not so a big, modest. I'm not a big. Well, you're good. I'm. I'm here. I'm here. Wow. I'm also a suck up. So I don't yeah, I, that. I got that. You got your pen, okay? I did. Thank you. <laughs> um, but so yeah, that's. I'm more of a, a a vlog guy as opposed to a podcast guy. Yeah, I, um, I have more time to listen than. To yeah, watch, and that's so. the other thing is my job. I can't put an earbud in. Mm. I am on the phone constantly. It yeah, probably job. wouldn't be a good thing. No, because hey, I, you owe money. Oh man, this is a really oh, good this is board really fun. Game, this huh? is a, this sounds like a great game. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, so pay yeah, your bill. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't work. So it doesn't work for me. But you know, I do listen to books on tape on to and from work. But that's like a ten minute ride. So anyway, uh, so that's those are my guys. So those are the people I go to generally. Rado probably or well Rodney Smith, Rado, and I do like Tom Vassell. Uh, Tom's a, a good components guy. Uh, doesn't do a lot of playthrough stuff. I do like when they used to play games when they do their live playthroughs. I really like those. I like Z uh, a lot. He's not with him anymore, I think. Or is it? No, Z is still with him. Sam's, so not, Sam's with not with him. him. I liked Sam's perspective on a lot of games. He was more of a of a of a uh, uh, like a uh, strategy game or you know board a war game type guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, Z is more of an abstract guy. And likes a lot of the same types of games I do. So I like his his perspective on stuff. And they tell it like it is. I think we try to do that as much as we can. So that's my go-tos for those. Okay. And then Robert had a question. Uh, have you found that Kickstarter games are generally more or less satisfying than retail games to both acquire and play? Wow. Yeah, um, I, you know it kind of depends on for me for the game. Uh, if it's a super super long wait and it's frustration after frustration, it's probably not going to be very satisfying when not, I get it. Yeah, is more irritation is like, oh yeah, I got this. It's going to sit on that table for a while. Um, when it's like, for instance, if I ever do get this Jumanji game, that is one that. If if I ever see a shipping notification and it's hit the door, I'm like I, I I'm rushing home to get this game. It just 
some of those games they just really get you. Um, you know, like Borgata for me. Yeah, I could not wait to to see and get the the new copy. You know, I'd gotten the the review copy, but to get the the real deal, I was so excited. And then it shipped, and then it's like, okay, this is this is awesome. This we got. There, it. There's yeah, we got. There it. are games like that that you just yeah. you're waiting for them. They look amazing, and then. You get them. Sometimes they they blow your 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 mind. Like Zoro the Dice Game. Yeah, that was. A I shocker. got that. You know, it wasn't like I was super anticipating this game. Was it? I mean, I played the game. I had the game. Yeah. But it just it was like okay, they ship they shipped it out, and then I got this Kickstarter in the mail, and it's like, whoa! That's I've spent really more cool on game, crappy man. dice. Yeah. Than this Kickstarter. And and I got just tons of awesome stuff. Those are the ones that just blow your mind and and knock your socks off. It's it's those are the ones you get excited about. Yeah. The ones that are just way they 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 surpass what they should have done, and it's just it's awesome. Yep. Those are the ones that you get excited about. And then you got other ones that's like eh, I probably should have just bought this retail. Yep. Um, one that uh, for me, I think the one that I kind of remember as being one that I was anticipating, and it did not disappoint at all. Was starving artists. I did not. I mean, I. It's one of those games where the components just. I went, cool. Components are great. Theme is really interesting. The idea of creating a painting with these really cool looking cubes yep. was great. I love the artwork. You got an expansion pack that included comic book covers. And I'm a big oh, comic yeah. book guy. Um, uh, when I got that game, I think I brought it over here. You loved it. Um, we played it a. Three or four times, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. And we played it a few times since then. We, when the expansion came out on Kickstarter, that was one of the last sets. One of the things I'm waiting for, by the way, is the expansion for that game, which has a not-safe-for-work uh, uh, expansion part of it and a couple other things that look really cool, but they just had some issues with COVID and things like that that have caused it to be delayed. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that was the one I think that I really, really liked, the Viticulture um uh, Ultimate Edition. That was one that I was really anticipating when I got that. It was one of those where it's this really cool box that looks like a wine crate with the two games in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and I didn't have Viticulture at the time. So now I, then I had Viticulture and I had the Ultimate Viticulture Edition, which added the expansions. Uh, never played it. I've played the game since then, but I've played other people's copies of it. I still need to bring it over here at some point so we can play it. But yeah. I'm also trying to talk Kim into bringing her copy, and she usually yeah. will. For some reason, for me, that's more of a display copy game. I I suspect what that's it's going to be what the Jumanji game is for you when you eventually get it. We may play it one or two times, but then it'll sit in a place of honor. Oh yeah, where you can see it and walk up to walk up to it and go, and you can go, don't touch, don't yep. touch, and we will have to play it once and finish it because we don't want to be sucked into the game or have the game pop out whoever's in it. You know, if you get sucked into the game, I'll just close it up. Well, then you have to play it again and get me out 40 years later. No, I don't want anything you don't want to a, happen to me. You don't want a 100-year-old guy so, coming out of the game when you're 100, or you'd be 90, 90 probably. Well, I won't live that long, so well, you might, I think you're just going to be trapped in You it. might have to anticipate living that long and get me out of the game <laughs> if I get stuck in it. So, No, I'm looking forward to that one, too, actually, for you. I'm also looking forward to the Chai Tea game. That was one that I was yep. really, that I still am looking forward to, and when I backed it, it was like, this game just looks awesome. That is I, that is another cool thing about Kickstarters is when you can get something like the the, the wooden version yeah. of Chai Tea that you're you're eventually at some point hopefully yeah. within so, the next two or three years because that does look just it awesome. looks beautiful. We've played the game; it's a great game. Um, the other one I kind of no did I 
kickstart that the the uh, garden game, Gar- Tang Garden. I did kickstart you did. that. That was one of the last ones I got. Um, I like that game looked really cool. Yep, and it turned out to be very cool. Uh, then you get your stinkers, your island dices, your bigfootses, your whatever the racing not game dice. Is. Yeah, not dice. The you know the the racing game that the components were just poop, uh, and the game itself didn't make any sense at all. And you, I think we tried that here. Or then you get another game like uh, uh, Sakura, which actually is a really fun game. But the box was a cardboard shirt box that you'd get from <laughs> J.C. Penney's. I do remember. And that. the components were just. The coins were crap yep. to the point where my, I, had, I, I actually went on to Amazon or eBay or somewhere, and I found a guy selling Japanese yen coins and bought two rolls of them, and I think I paid 8 bucks for two rolls. To ship, he shipped them over from Japan for, I think, a total of like $12, and I blinged the game out with those, and it, it doesn't make – I mean, the cardboard box is still junk, but that made the game kind of more fun to play because you have these heavy, nice metal coins now, but. Yeah, Kickstarter, you know, getting back to that whole Kickstarter thing, you just you anticipate what you order, I guess. Yep. You know, and you order what you want to anticipate. So that's that's our questions for this week. Yep. Good uh, questions, by the way. Keep them coming. We are giving away a copy of Elevator Up. Ooh, nice. And that is from Harrison. Uh, local to New, New York. York. Yep, we interviewed Harrison. Yep, and his game is just going up. And it was fun. He's getting a lot of news coverage on it, and it's I'm, I'm very, very happy for him. Yeah, so. when we interviewed him, he talked about the fact that he wanted to make a game for his family and basically for younger people. Yep. He, he didn't say kids. I think he was anticipating kids his age. Here's the deal with this kid. 17 years old. And he developed, created and developed a really cool game all on his own. Self-published. Yep. We played the game. Uh, very much enjoyed it. I think we all, it took us, a, I think, a turn or two. Yep. But everybody got it by the time the game was uh, was going. And it was just, I got very lucky in my card draws, but it was really fun. I was I was happily surprised by how fun that game was. So Elevator Officer Giveaway. Yep. You have a phrase? Yeah. Harrison's going up. Harrison's going up. So that's the phrase. All you have to do is email us, Average Joe's Gaming Podcast at Outlook.com. Email the phrase. Give us something to talk about. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yep. Whatever pictures, you want to do. Pictures of your game rooms, pictures of you playing your favorite game, uh, pictures of your pet and your favorite game. I don't care. Or if you have some criticism. That, yeah, that's, that's too, fine, too. That's fine, too. Yep. If you want to say that Tom's mustache looks weird today, that's fine. It doesn't look weird today. It looks fairly awesome. Okay. At this point, I had it on. <laughs> I had it on point. Quote marks again are out uh, for a little bit. This yep. Until you put your mask on. Put the mask on after I I got it all deflated up and nice and put the mask on and realized nobody's gonna see it. Nope. Dang it. So. Although they did at work and they, my boss didn't even make fun of me, which usually he would. So I, I like to roll my my points on my mustache when I. I'm in the mood. Wow. So someday maybe we'll get a picture of that and stick it on the website or something. But Yeah. All right. So that's it for us tonight. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. Good night. 
You have power. The power to save lives. The power to defeat illnesses. The power to use games for good. You can be a hero for local sick and injured kids through Extra Life, a 24-hour gaming marathon that supports a local Children's Miracle Network hospital in your community. Join 50,000 gamers from all across the world as we battle the enemy illnesses and injuries facing local kids. Play games. Heal kids. Find out more at extra-life.org. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast Group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube. You can also listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa and TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio. Can I have it? No. Okay. Let's see how it goes.